Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, I'm Sai, and welcome to Keeping It Real. Keeping It Real is our wrestling series here on Ace Podcast Nation. Of course, on this channel, Ace Podcast Nation, we do podcast interviews, content on all sorts of subjects. Wrestling, football, mental health conspiracy theories, serial killers, TV films, MMA and boxing, and a whole lot more. You can check us out in video format at youtube.com slash acepodcastnation, and all the audio is available at the usual podcasting and radio apps. Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, the lot. Every single one, always. And, um, of course, give us a follow social media, facebook.com slash acecastnation as we close in on the, the big 10,000. And uh, Twitter at acecast underscore nation and acepodcastnation on Instagram. Today we're talking uh, talking the graphs, talking the wrestling. And it seems like the appropriate person to talk to about those subjects would be host wrestling's writer, interviewer the writer of the best wrestling updates in wrestling media. It's fact. Facts. It's facts. Fact. Can't dispute them. I and, uh, enough, of, enough of being humble. Enough of being humble. That's right. <laughs> also got the best, best YouTube channel for wrestling interviews. Yeah, I ain't gonna say that. That's there it. it is. For, for wrestling interviews, there ain't no better. You go to YouTube.com Andrew Thompson interviews. You press subscribe, you click the bell, and then you get notified every single time he uploads a new show, uh, new interview. And they're always good. Always good. There is not one bad interview on that channel. So there, do it. How are you, my friend, Mr. Andrew Thompson? In the house. I am doing well, sir. How are you, um... How are you doing? It feels like things are starting to open back up in the world. Yes, it feels like it's uh, it's edging. You, you see, it's, it's a lot of uh, wrestling promotions out there that's starting to, you know, starting to make plans for the for the summer. Man, we got a show next week for GCW, and they got another show on July fourth. And ICW New York's running a show on July fourth, and Black Label Pro's running a show uh, in a couple of weeks. So like it's starting to open back up, man. 
New Japan is back on Monday. Oh yeah, thank God. And 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 they and they will have fans oh, they in, July. Fans in July. Yeah, okay. in July they having fans for the uh, they they gonna run the whole New Japan Cup and then for the finals, and the next show, the following show, they're gonna uh, have one third capacity field in Osaka, Joe Hall. So, and the, and the fans will get to see Naito defend the heavyweight and then continental title. Finally, Smart. I can't wait. New, new, new Japan is back. <clears throat> it's back. I um, yeah. I think my biggest worry is like just that, like we have like a second wave of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Where everything's opening up, but I'm super. I'm really pleased for all like the wrestling companies, all the local businesses who had to close down during this like 12, 13 week period, because. You know they're the ones who get hit hard. You know, big, big, huge companies—they'll be all right. But but those local businesses, the smaller companies, they're the ones who you know have struggled through. And ironically, in the wrestling business, it's those smaller companies who've actually been a bit uh, like treated their talent a bit better during this period, should we say? Like you look at what Ring of Honor has done. I think they've come out with a tremendous amount of credit. Uh, same with Impact, I think, as well. Um, obviously, WWE laid off a load of people. Um, not really a good luck, if you ask me, when you've got that much money coming in from TV deals and, and such. Um, obviously, AEW didn't need to lay anyone off. New Japan looked after their guys, which is good. It's good. Um, yeah, some big news this week, mate. Big news. Seems like we should start with... Uh, Paul Heyman, no longer the the raw creative head of creative. Uh, that role will now be filled by Bruce Pritchard. Uh, he will do in SmackDown and Raw. Obviously, Vince felt that uh, that SmackDown was so good, <laughs> he, he needed to draft in uh, Pritchard, you know, ASAP. Really, it was like you know he, he couldn't wait. He needed it straight away to to fix the. The fall-in ratings, like the ratings have not been good on Raw for a good few weeks. But um, as we discussed just now off air, like this week's Raw wasn't great. But previous to that, I think the last five or six Raws have been very, very good. Yeah, because they've been, um, they've been like wrestling-based. And, and I think, you know, it just harkens back to the old ideology. WWE is an entertainment brand more so than a wrestling company and i think paul Heyman is more the fact of you can just let these people go out there and you know do what they do let them go out there and do what they're prepared to do which is wrestle in the ring and smackdown is like more of a story-based show so you know uh um we're gonna see how it turn out because i mean i think they i think they taped i think i think they probably tape again next week after backlash um either backlash airs yeah. or something like this, some schedule they have, but it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting, man, to see how, you know, things turn out. And, uh, uh, Paul Ham is going to be focusing on his, according to WWE.com, his in ring role. So, you know, Paul Ham coming out here, giving Ham and bombs, getting back in the ring. Do you think, but, they'll, put him, do you think they'll put him with Riddle? I mean, I mean, they did offer Kurt Angle the position, so maybe they, so, which makes me think they are—they're not hundred percent sure that they 
are comfortable with his mic work if they're looking to give him someone. Um, I saw a rumor that they, they were might thinking of putting him with uh, putting Riddle with uh, Drew Gulak. Um, and and thought, so they could reform a catch point. Catch, yeah, catch point. Yeah. Well then, uh, so then I got to thinking. I was thinking, oh, you know, have a, a Kurt Angle led stable of Drew Gulak, Matt shooters, Riddle, shooters, and, uh, and Chad Gable on SmackDown. That could be pretty. Uh, that could be quite entertaining. No, it would be good. I might tweet that out. Steal my ideas again. <laughs> Shocking. Shocking. Every week. But to be honest with you, I think, like, as much as I think that would be entertaining, and as much as I think, uh, I think Paul Heyman, it, like, as Riddle's mouthpiece could probably be quite good entertaining and quite good as well. I actually think that just having Riddle come out, come in and convincingly beat some top guys and have, be himself, that will get him over because he's naturally likable. Um, he's an exceptional in-ring talent, and I just don't think I don't think they need to overcomplicate it. I just think that they can just let him, Matt Riddle, be Matt Riddle. That's what we you know. Do. That's not gonna happen. Well, no, it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> that's what they should Matt, do, Matt, though. Matt Riddle would not be. Just Matt Riddle that he was in NXT, but I mean, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do. I wonder how long they can keep doing the vignettes before they actually let him like show up on the show. Like I, 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 I think I, I, I think they should just like throw him just some random feud. Like I, I, I know I just know this like hundred percent fact that the Baron Corbin feud is coming because because remember cause remember Corbin eliminated Riddle as Survivor Series. That's coming. Yeah, that is happening. Um, he eliminated him from the rumble. I, I don't have a problem with that if it's a one and done. If they have, um, who's Corbin facing at Backlash? Has he got? He's not on the card. All oh, right, great. So if you have Corbin come out and cut a promo at the start of the pay per view, and um, he says, "Oh, it's disgraceful. I haven't got a match. You know, normal heel stuff. I'm great. You know, I should have been the main event, and then have Riddle come out and." knee him in the face beat him in a minute I'm happy with that for a debut and then have Riddle move on to something else if we have eight weeks of Riddle versus Corbin then I just think that doesn't help either guy you need to keep I just feel like I said last week to us uh, to you mate my uh, the best thing I think they can do with Riddle is give him an undefeated streak but keep count of it, and then if you they never said that. Yeah, you never said yeah, that. Yeah, did. Yeah, don't don't start with this memory, <laughs> memory loss gimmick. Memory loss gimmick. No, I think like, and then if they ever decide they want to do something with uh, with Goldberg in like a year or Survivor Series, Survivor Series or Rumble or Mania, and you've got Riddle just. He's been slowly just building up this undefeated streak, and he's like twenty and oh, and you know that's that's a good way to you can do the streak versus the Goldberg's career or you know whatever you want to do, but it's what I would do. Um, uh, they filmed Edge and Randy Orton's greatest match of all time, apparently. 
Um, do you think this will be the greatest wrestling match of all time, Andrew? Not a chance in hell. It ain't no way. There's no way, bro. I, 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 I think it's going to be a really good match. That's what I think. Really good. It's going to be really good. It's going to be a lot of technical wrestling, a lot of selling, and I think that's what's going to make it really good. You trying to put on the greatest they, – they, they, they did Edge and Orton dirty by putting that tagline on it. And, for, and trying to force it to be something it's not because they, they're immediately setting themselves up to get clowned on social media if the match isn't the greatest match that people have ever seen. But that shit is all subjective anyway. Like, some people think Bret Hart and Owen Hart had one of the greatest matches ever. Some people think Kenny Omega and Okada have had the greatest match ever. Some people think fucking some of the greatest matches have taken place in all Japan. Some people think that, uh, you know, like you, some people might throw it into the, the decade conversation. Like, I think uh, Gargano versus Almas at Takeover Philly is like probably the best match of the decade, probably. Like I think uh, Omega and Okada at Dominion in 2018, one of the best matches of the decade. Like you, it's it's so many great like uh, Naito and Okada at this year's Wrestle Kingdom, Abushi and I mean uh, not Abushi, um, Hiromu and Osprey, Osprey and Shingo. Like it's it's too like I do. I watched a tag match um for Ice Ribbon. The other day, the mm-hmm. women's wrestling promotion in Japan, bro, it was the main event, like legit, probably the best tag match that I've ever seen in in this empty arena era of wrestling. Okay. Like I lied to you now, like I highly recommend somebody go check that. It was the May thirtieth show, probably the best tag match that I've seen like in the past couple months. Like it was, it was really that good. Like they beat the shit out of each other. Like it was crazy. But um, yeah, but like it's it's, it's all subjective. Like you can't really call some of the greatest. It's, 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 I mean, some people might actually go the route of calling the greatest match ever, which I think they just like lying to themselves. But yeah, oh, yeah. we we gonna see we gonna see what it is. It's subjective, but here's a hot take for you: it won't even be the best match on Backlash. So there you go. I think the uh, the women's uh, tag match is gonna be better than better than that. Yeah. So. We'll do our backlash predictions at the end of the show. Um, was there anything else from Raw which particularly caught your eye? Um, I saw something that they might be adding a guy to Seth Rollins' group, um, which I found quite interesting. Um, I can't remember the name of the fella. He was a, he's a massive, massive guy. And I just thought, well, if you're going to add a massive guy to the group, why not bring back... Um, the other half of the authors of pain, the one who's not injured, I forget which way around they are, but they've got Austin Theory, they've got Buddy Murphy. If they want to bring in some like, like a some muscle, a heavy, yeah, why not bring in the one half, one half? Which one's injured? Um, Razar. Yeah. I I th- I think they're in Canada. I think. Ah, okay. I think. Let me see. Okay, here's a question for you, Raw related. What would you do with Alistair Black next? Have him like in some meaningful few, honestly. Like he's like I, I feel like he is kind of in like a placeholder thing, like in this mm. mix with Mysterio and uh and uh, uh Rollins. Yeah, mm. it's like it's like it's like no true direct. Yeah, and uh. Yeah, they're in Canada. So uh 
But um, yeah. I guess as well, like with Black, they've kind of like he's been like kind of mixed in with the Rollins and Mysterio stuff, and then he was kind of mixed in with the Andrade and uh, that like his group. They, but he hasn't had like an out and out feud for a while, which is just his. Um, I'd like to see him go for the Intercontinental title. I gotta be honest. I think that's the way, maybe to build him up now is to kind of push him, push him into a title. They, they, the one thing they have done well with him is they protected him. Yeah. Can you hear that background noise? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I let my, let me close. That's my window. I guess somebody doing some, cut some grass outside. Let me, let me close that. You. Yeah. yeah, I think like an intercontinental feud would be quite good for Alistair Black. I think they've 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 been quite good with him. They they've they've like protected they haven't had him you know, he hasn't lost by Pinny. I don't think he's lost at all directly. I think he's lost tag matches where his partner's been pinned. So I'd like to see them continue that and then put him in a meaningful feud with someone. I wouldn't be against him feuding with Randy Orton. And picking up a couple of big wins against Orton after Orton's done with Edge, um, but I just think if they want to do that, they Vince would want Alistair Black to at least lose once to Orton, like they'd fifty-fifty it, and then maybe put Alistair Black over in like a tag match to give him the the kind of the feud. But was um. Didn't am I tripping or didn't him and Ricochet win the SmackDown tag titles last at WrestleMania last year? Who? Or were they just in the match? Alistair Black and Ricochet. I don't remember. At last year's WrestleMania, you remember they they were in that tag match, weren't they? The SmackDown tag team title match. I'm gonna have to check that. I don't remember that. That is completely like blocked from my mind. But like I believe they have like Alistair Bra- Alistair Black hasn't been pinned, is he? Last year's WrestleMania, not this year's WrestleMania. Tag team title. Yeah, I don't like Alistair. Um, am I? Have I just blocked it out? Has Alistair Black lost directly? Like yeah, he's been, he's been pinned, have he? Yeah. Mm. Just blocked it out. Um. Yeah, it looks like they well they certainly were they lined up for it. Like I find a load of articles saying that. Nah, go go to the, the WrestleMania 35 Wikipedia page. Was it 35? Yeah, just go to the Wikipedia page and then go yeah, to the yeah, map. Yeah, I couldn't. I can remember. I can never remember which what number WrestleMania is. Which uh, so there we go. What was it? Was it on the pre-show? They just just go just scroll all the way down and they got the matches lined up. Down the bottom, baby. So you had Tony Nese, Buddy Murphy, Carmella versus uh, Logan, Kurt Hawkins, uh, and Zack Ryder versus The Revival for the Raw Tag Team titles. Uh, Smack Team, Smack Boy, Fatal 4-Way, The Usos versus Alistair Black and Ricochet. Yep, that's what, that's what it was. Yeah, you were right. Good memory. So, see, your memory's not that bad after all. <laughs> Just when it comes to my hot takes. Your hat lies. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. Just make stuff up as I'm going along. 
but the Usos pinned the bar to win that match. Okay, yeah. I, I, I don't know why I thought they won it. But um, I don't know why I thought Alistair Black had not been pinned. Because he, cause he was on an undefeated streak for a while. Yeah, I thought that. And I he finally he'd, lost. I knew he'd lost. Um, you know, I knew he'd lost some matches and tag teams and stuff. Uh, so he, let's have a look. He lost to Tommaso Ciampa in NXT. I knew that. Um, but I, I on the like on Raw and SmackDown, I just didn't think he had been been pinned. No, I don't think he got beat on SmackDown. He he lost on Raw though. But it was like a cheating tactic. It wasn't like he got beat straight up. Ah, right, okay. Like a beat down or something, or a foreign object or whatever, you know, just like something. Uh, yeah, I can't find anything. Anyway, right. Um, oh, we had obviously Bailey and uh, Sasha won the tag team titles last Friday. Um, yeah, man. And they're going to be on NXT next week. Well, if they retain. When they were champions initially, they were going to go to NXT and NXT UK and they were going to go and defend the title. They wanted to make them special and different and they wanted to go and have these kick-ass matches on the, all the brands to really, you know, not just show what they can do, but cement the titles as special. Um, and I hope they do that now. I hope they go everywhere. I hope they go to NXT. Have they said who they're facing on NXT? Yeah, I mean, if they retain on Sunday, that's if. They can always flip-flop the uh, flip-flop the belts. But um, whoever is the tag team champions after Sunday, they're going to be facing uh, Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah, there's a couple of them. Like, you could do them. You can do Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota. Dakota, Kai. yep. Um, so I think... There's some good, you know, you can get some good matches out of NXT there um, for the for the women's tag team titles. Um, I'd also like to see when the, the flights are open up again, um, I'd like to see them take it to NXT UK. I think that could be a good way to get a bit of buzz into NXT UK because, you know, obviously it's been off TV for so long. But I honestly forgot that show. Was it? And that's it. But it's actually, <laughs> whenever, when I, the, the funny thing with that show is whenever I watch it, I always enjoy it. It's always really good. Yeah, it's it's not Take-overs a bad show. Takeovers are really good. I just struggled. It's just too much wrestling. Um, however, whenever I watch it, I find it really enjoyable. And I think if they want to get like people watching it, have sat announced ahead of time that Sasha and Bailey are going there, do a live TV for the first show back, make it a live special, and have Sasha and Bailey, you know go up so there's no spoilers and i think that could make people watch it particularly um in the you know in the uk it's on live um i think it's on uh bt sport i think nxt uk yeah it's on bt sport yeah so you know they could do that they could do something special with that first show i would make the first um the first tv show back i would make a live two-hour special if i was them um because I think that could create a little bit of buzz. You could have Sasha and Bailey come over. You could have Pete Dunne on the show because obviously he's been stuck in the UK, not be able to work with. It's also on Channel Five as well in the UK, which is similar to ITV. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like a, 
you know, everyone gets it basically. Um, but I don't think it's on live. I think it's on like a day after or something. But do you know what I mean? Like I would get some guys and girls on there which are, you know, big names that maybe will attract a bit of buzz, and I would do a live live edition first episode back if I was them. Get people interested in it again because you what you've got to remember is. Um, is when all everything's starting back up now. Is all wrestling starting back up, and people can't watch everything, so you need something to bring people to your product. Whether you know whether you're New Japan, you're AEW, you're NXT, you're Raw, SmackDown, the Impact, Ring of Honor, and people will check out the stuff like Ring of Honor and New Japan and Impact to a last degree because because they haven't seen it for so long. Whereas Raw mm. and SmackDown and AEW and NXT, they've been on throughout. So like, I, like I'm interested in Ring of Honor because I want to see, you know, how Marty Scurll's doing and and what you know what sort of impact is he having on their their storylines and when when do you know when their next uh, like supercard is or their their pay per view, I pay per view, whatever. Who Ring of Honor? Ring of Honor, yeah. No, they they haven't uh, announced Nothing, anything. Never it, it, announced, it, 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 no, it was reported in the Observer um, earlier today that uh, they were considering running some empty arena shows. So we're gonna see how that turns out. Because I mean, I, I feel like it's now it's starting to get to the point with promotions. I just like, um, you know, like whatever, might as well give it a shot and try something. Because I mean, like you can't just keep sitting on the sidelines forever. Like when you see, like I, I think when some of these companies when they see independent promotions starting to boot back up, it's like, all right, like yeah. you know. Maybe, you know, we could do some empty arenas and just make sure you test people yeah, properly. Which one, uh, which which of the, the kind of main five or six companies in North America do you think, or, or not North America, but like New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, Raw, SmackDown, WWE, AEW, which one of them will be the first to do um, a completely cinematic show during the TV like the empty arena era hmm? so I I think that uh, maybe a ring of honor maybe or uh, maybe possibly even like an AEW dark or something like that just to switch it up because it, the problem with the empty arena matches is they feel very very the same every week and I think that's the most difficult thing so I just think it won't be long before a company whoever does um, like their TV show of an hour or two hours um, and it be like a completely kind of cinematic experience like a like kind of like what Lucha Underground used to be but maybe a bit a little bit less wacky um, I could see Impact doing it. They've always been quite creative. Um, so instead of just having a cinematic match, like the whole product be for that two hours, completely cinematic. What do you think about that? A trash idea. Trash. Trash. Trash God, idea. Goddamn shit. <laughs> just, just, just like when I told you uh, Goldberg was going to win the Universal Title, you didn't believe me. I believed you. I just said it was a goddamn trash idea. 
But no, I just think I do wonder if a company will try it as an experiment just to switch it up a bit and change it. Maybe Impact, I think, would uh, be able to pull, pull that off. Um, so moving on swiftly, I would like to discuss NXT this week because I found it quite the show. I found it, uh, I, I wouldn't say it was like an amazing, incredible, uh, must-watch show. But um, I felt like there was some real interesting stuff. They moved stuff along uh, after In Your House. Um, you kind of started off with the Mia Yim, Keith Lee, Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae stuff, which, you know, there's, that's carried on, obviously. They also teased Keith Lee versus uh, Adam Cole. Baby. Baby, indeed. Uh, which was interesting. Um, I don't think they're going to do that anytime soon, though, unless they just do it as a TV match. I don't think they're going to be doing it as a feud. No, I, 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 I think, think uh, I think it's going to happen uh, at the November takeover, and Keith Lee's going to beat him. Yeah. I, I think he, I think Keith Lee's going to lose the North American title to Balor at uh this, whenever they do the SummerSlam um, takeover, whichever, whichever that time period happens, and then Keith Lee's going to. Over time, they're going to build him up to the heavyweight division and then um, have him win the title for Adam Cole. And then, you know, I don't think it's going to be too long after that to when they're going to put the title on Karrion Cross. I think I think they just teasing it right now. And, like, they probably going to have Undisputed Era um, probably jump in. But I don't, I don't they, they, they have shot a title on them now. I don't see no issue with that. Like, that's going to immediately make him a, a superstar. But, like, it's like, I mean, well, honestly, I'm really having a, a problem with it, honestly. Yeah, I think my only, um, I think, I think I said last week, I think they'll carry and cross will be the one. <laughs> you did. Off Adam Cole. And um, your memory loss gimmick now is just, <laughs> got to go. But I think Killer Cross, I can't call him carry and cross because I refuse to. Stupid. Killer Cross, um, he is going to take the title off Adam Cole, in my opinion. But. What would be interesting is if they keep building Killer Cross up like they did against Champa, in that he's like, you know, like that kind of invincible Brock Lesnar y, fiendy, just, you know, throw guys around type stuff. What would be interesting is if Keith Lee was the one who took the title of Adam Cole and then Cross arose as the challenger after destroying everybody else. And he did very similar to Keith Lee in in a title match that would like fully cement Killer Cross as like this unbeatable monster. And I'm not saying he should squash Keith Lee, but like uh like they have they finally have the face to face at the match and everyone thinks that like Keith Lee's the one, you know, he he can't do it to Keith Lee. And then he does. I think that could be quite an interesting story to tell. Um, and then Keith Lee having to come back and not necessarily be like the baby face in peril, but Keith Lee chasing after taking the most dominant loss of his career, I think could be quite an interesting story to tell. You could maybe give him a little bit of a crisis of confidence because he's never been manhandled like that. And... And then uh, you could tell a good story there. Um, 
I also wouldn't be surprised to see Keith Lee on the main roster because they clearly like him. And I wouldn't be surprised at all because he's big. <laughs> no, Keith Lee's the man, bro. Oh, yeah. I, like, regardless of his size, he's Keith Lee's the man, bro. Like, he's I, I think wherever he goes, he's going to be extremely successful, whether it's the main roster or, well, I mean, all of his kind of the main roster. But, like, you know, if he goes to Raw SmackDown or he stays in NXT, I think he's going to be just fine exactly where he's at. Like, I think I still think there's an NXT title run in there for him. But, like, it's kind of like on, on, on the, like, at the point where Karrion Cross is, like, really starting to blow up. So, no, we're going to see which way they go. I just um, what I like the most about Keith Lee is he's got a unique look, but for his, someone his size, he does just some unbelievable stuff. He's, he's a really, really good worker. But what I like the most is every single interview I've seen of him out of character, or every video I've ever seen of him out of character, he just seems like a genuinely nice human being. He just seems like a good dude. Um, and the world needs more good dudes, as far as I'm concerned. Um, he just seems like quite a sensible, just nice person. And you wonder who that nice? nice? What the you wonder who that nice? Friend? Sir. Yeah, he's a bad man. He's a bad, bad man. With, so, with, with bad ideas. Bad ideas. Bad ideas, bad, ideas, bad takes, bad speculation, <laughs> bad memory, bad bad reporting. And uh, and now got bad hair. No, nah, yeah. Feel sorry for me. Hey, could look nice, man. Did, you did they good right there. Going bold. I missed my You um, you, do, you donated to charity, right? Yeah, man. That's cool. I did a hair to charity and I raised, I think it was about £712 in uh, for mental health charity as well. Good on you for that. That's big. That's big yeah, right there. That's cool. It's, um, it's good cause, isn't it? Like, like I'm not going to lie. Um, I was not, like, upset. But I, you know, I've grown my hair out for, like, two years. Um, and I really liked it. It wasn't like I was getting a cut because I wanted to have a cut. I said, I told my son, you tell me when you want me to donate it and I will donate it because I did it because he wanted to do it. And it's some people, it's some, some of his friends made fun of him for looking like a girl. So he had it cut off and it wasn't long enough to donate. So, you know, because it was his idea to donate. He wanted to donate his hair because um, he knew someone in his class who had cancer so yeah so uh, the thing which kind of made me not too upset about having to cut all my hair off was the fact that it'll go to make someone like a child most likely who's lost their hair through cancer treatment and is feeling really self-conscious and sad they get to you know have have a wig made and make them feel good and that's that's good enough for me no, that's that's big right there. But much love to you for doing that, man. That's how you how you help folks out right there. That's what, the world needs people who are gonna look out for each other, mate. We also need more Goldbergs beating the fiend. That's what we need. Get fucked. <laughs> and on the, on the, the the we had some other interesting 
parts of NXT. Uh, El Hijo del Fantasma. Santos Escobar. No more. Let's go. That so, was the best angle of the show. So best angle of the show. They did like a... Uh, they uh, You had uh, Drake Maverick came out. Newly signed Drake Maverick came out. Uh, and he said to Fantasma, you know, great match. Typical babyface. Proper babyface promo. Great match. I'd love to have a rematch and have a go at the title. That title means something. Blah, blah, blah. Then you have the two masked figures came out. They're back-to-back. Going to fight back-to-back against these two bad guys in masks. And then you just see Phantasma turn. So he's facing Drake Maverick's back. And he kind of, you know, they they all jump down and beat him down. And he takes his mask off. Then they take his mask off. He announces his name as Escobar. Was it Santos Escobar? Yeah, Santos Escobar. And that's, I gotta say, I think that's a real cool name as well. It definitely is. Definitely is. I just, I think as well, that angle, if that had fans, would have been so good. Oh, yeah. Like when he turned as they were back to back, the crowd would have just popped big. Um, I I kind of like that. uh, I kind of like that it was a, that they kind of, you know, I mean, like when when Raul Mendoza, that, um, Woken Wild got kidnapped. I kind of figured like they were probably gonna be, you know, the mask guys. And you kind of yeah. tell when they when they came out um in the week prior and they tried to interfere in the match, like the just the body type and the size, like you kind of tell it was them. But like it it was cool to see them out there. And it, it actually gets something like Raul Mendoza been in NXT since like 2016, bro. Like he finally, finally, finally. <laughs> Finally like, got a, like, like a proper story, you know? bro. Uh, imagine being somewhere for four years, bro, and like you're like literally stuck in the same spot, and then you finally have something to like actually yeah. do. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you think it'll just be those three together? Or do you think they'll be? Because didn't they kidnap someone else too? No, nah, it was just Raul. Um, they 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 kidnapped um the Phantasma, but it was like you know just to yeah, take yeah. the take the attention, like so it can happen they, too. So they kidnapped Joaquin. Mm. Um, who he's DJZ, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Origi- originally, yeah. Um, but who ki- who kidnapped him? Because there was two people kidnapping him. Uh. So I'm assuming one of them was Raúl Mendoza. Mendoza. I suppose the other one could have been that Phantasma. Yeah, but the only weird thing about it was when Phantasma got kidnapped. He got kidnapped by two dudes. I mean, when um when when yeah, Mendoza got kidnapped, he got kidnapped by two dudes. So I mean, may- may- maybe it's just like you know, just random henchmen. Like, like yeah. it's not, that's not necessarily like restless. It's just like people within the quote unquote organization. So, you know, I I think they should just focus on uh Mendoza and, and yeah, focus on them three. And then you know, as time goes on, then you can you know start adding in new people. Yeah. But man, the, the the what's the name? The the Latino diversity like in WWE right now is crazy. Yeah. Like you got Andrade, Angel Garza, but doing big things and. You have to yeah, Vega yeah. with them. It's like it's it's, it's it's a lot of diversity right now in WWE for the most part. Yeah, and if they could like use the guys properly, that could really change change the the way they their roster looks. But they just so often pull the rug out from from their talents when they start getting over, or people start getting behind them, or they start to impress, and they just give up on them. 
like more so on Raw and SmackDown. But I feel like this is a real chance. Like overall, they've got some crazy, crazy good Latina talents at the moment. And I just think that they could really push on with it if they do it properly. Um, I wouldn't be against bringing in one more guy and having that guy and Raul Mendoza work as a tag team um, as part of the stable. And I'd like to see <coughs> sorry, when, uh, if Phantasma does drop that title, uh, is have DJZ go after that title, the Cruiserweight title, and have um, Phantasma really go up the card for a North American shot or a, or even an NXT shot eventually. Or even have uh, Joaquim go after the North American title. Who the hell is Joaquin? Joaquim. Well, Quinn. What is his name? Will Quinn. Will Quinn. Quinn. Is that his name, really? Is Will Quinn wow? I'm pretty sure it's Joaquin. Like Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix. You just making up shit. Joaquin <laughs> up shit. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I am. Um, yeah. So. Um, yeah, NXT was. Oh, it was pretty good. Were you surprised to see Adam Cole beat Dexter Loomis? No, not at all. Because I think Dexter Loomis is a definitely main event player, but I don't think it's the right time to have him beat Adam Cole. Like, it's just not the right time. But I definitely think he's going to – no, he's, he's definitely going to be in that main event scene. I, I honestly think he's he's going to replace Velveteen Dream, like as far as that type of character in NXT. Or you, maybe you him in Dream. Hey, hey, hey. Maybe him and Dream win the tag titles. You never know. Maybe. You've been telling me that they're going to write off Velveteen Dream for weeks. And they just keep... They have not written him off yet. That was a prediction, sir. Yeah, I don't, I, 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 you told me I, that was facts, 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 facts. Listen, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't make up lies like, like, some, like, some, like some people on this podcast. Yeah, well, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't remember even if I did. <laughs> <laughs> so the only thing I guess I was surprised is I thought I thought that it was going to end in disqualification. Basically, I thought they might not beat Loomis just because he's been getting over. Um, his gimmicks getting like people seem to really like it. It's difficult to tell, obviously, with no fans, but it does seem on social media at least like the characters getting over. Um, I feel like his character work has been really strong. So I was surprised that they beat him. Um, after the match, Adam Cole kind of mocked him um, and he got snatched up and choked. Um, and the Undisputed Era made the save and then Velveteen Dream made uh, ran him off. The lights went out and Scarlet Vaudot come to the ring and she put an hourglass in the ring and turned it over. And then slowly it counted down as Harrion Cross's graphic showed on the big screen. She leaves as Adam Adam Cole hugged his title. Um, when do you think they're going to do the Killer Cross Adam Cole match? Do you think it's going to be like a soon, very soon? They might maybe? they might do it the uh, counter product fighter fest. Problem. Well, I suppose it's not a problem. 
But I mean, they're gonna when they when they do face each other, there's no way that Carrion Cross is losing. I gotta say. You sure about that? Yeah. Oh no, no, I, I, I do say Adam Cole. No, no, no. I said there's no way that um, like Killer Cross will definitely win, or Killer Cross won't lose. Should I say? They may, uh, depending on what event it is. If it's like a TV match, they may, you know, have the undisputed era get Adam Cole disqualified or, or some sh- stuff to to prolong it a bit longer. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Killer Cross give him the champer treatment. To be honest, I think that they're so high up on Killer Cross that I just kind of expecting them to him to just run through everyone. Until they find the right person to. Well, he's too. He's too big. Like he. He's like already a star. The entrance made him, and like he. And on top of that, he has the, the size and the physical, like just tools. Like I, it's, it's impossible not to see him as a, as one of those top. As one of those top guys. So I mean, if you if you gonna do it, do it. Like don't BS around it. Like don't do the Lord so. three second. Like I mean, not three second, but like um trying to delay it. Yeah. And, and and wait till it die down. Like if you're gonna do it, do it. Do it, yeah. Do you think that they might? Do you think they would give Adam Cole the same treatment they gave Champa, or do you think they would they would protect Adam Cole a bit more just because they they're so high up on him? I mean, well, Adam Cole has the undisputed era to chime in, so he doesn't really need like the creative protection. You can always say the undisputed era. Tried their best, but Killian Cross. I mean, Karen, I, I, saw, I said Killian Cross. Carrying Cross is just too physical of a specimen, to, you know, to be contained by three or two men. So, and then and, and Roddy is out of his damn mind right now. So, you know, you can't. He yeah, it got him hallucinating on TV. Dexter Loomis got him spooked. So like he can't even focus on what's going on right now. So it's basically Bobby Fish. But uh, Roderick Strong on NXT has really shown that um like he can be funny and like really entertaining outside of the ring like when he came into nxt and wwe i feel like he had a reputation of being exceptional in the ring but maybe didn't have the charisma to to be a a top guy and i just think that he's shown like that he can really he can cut a promo he can be quite funny i feel like he's uh, added some strings to his bow since he came from uh, Ring of Honor and has come to WWE. But, uh, you know, it's just my opinion. Um, yes. Will we see Undisputed Era on Raw or SmackDown? No, I think they stay in NXT. I think they stay in NXT. Especially with everything going on with WWE's Raw and SmackDown career. I doubt it. I doubt it. Especially now. So... I definitely think they're going to stay in the next team. I don't see no reason for them to go on Raw or SmackDown right now. It's like, yeah, you can always have fresh matches, and then those fresh matches will be run through in a couple months. So, mm, JD asks, um, do, do, do we think that Adam Cole will go to AEW when his contract is up? When is his contract supposed to be up? Um, it's quite, I think, I don't know if it's super- I think that's a lie. I, I I saw some people like putting that out there, and I think I I think that's a lie. I don't think his contract is coming up anytime I don't soon. Think it's anytime soon. I think it's probably like it might be like early twenty twenty one, possibly. But let's have a look. Uh, 
SES scoops? Are they reliable? Are they reliable? Let, let, let's just skip past this to me and avoid having to say which, which site is credible. And oh, like, okay. Yeah, just skip uh, past this conversation, please. Well, all right, here you go. <laughs> Sports Kida, who I, I, uh, I know are pretty reliable because I know some of the people who work there. Um, they say that Adam Cole has reportedly signed a new multi-year contract with WWE. Um, so there you go. That puts that to bed. Um, but in answer to JD's question, I don't think he was. Go- I don't think he'll go to AEW. And uh, here's a hot take for you: Britt Baker will be the first superstar to jump ship from one side to the other. And that is when this podcast ends, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Signing off. Hope Signing you enjoyed it. I, I highly doubt that. Highly doubt it. Highly doubt it. Yeah, maybe. You just don't know, do you? She's a dentist. She's a what? She's a dentist. She is a dentist. I, I only found that out yesterday. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, why, why will she go to WWE schedule when she could just yeah. continue, like, having the great schedule that she has at AEW? Like, Chris Lander is a massage therapist on the side, and she can do that and wrestle. So... I, I know, like if I if I was a wrestler and I had a, another job that I could keep making money off of, definitely going to AEW just because of the schedule and like you can have time to do other things. Yeah, mm. yeah, I, I guess I guess so. I guess uh, you just don't want to be wrong, so I admit it. Admit it. I, I'm rarely am to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I rarely, very very rarely, you know, and even when I'm wrong. I'm not really normally wrong. I just say it to make people, you know, just be happy. They don't want to upset me. Um, okay, let's let's uh, let's finish off. We'll talk a bit of AEW and then we'll do the. I didn't, I didn't get to watch AEW yet. Cause you, cause you, no, because you know, I, um, like I switch back once every week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then like I, I try to catch up on the, but I didn't get it. I was gonna watch AEW um, AEW earlier, but I watched the challenge on MTV. enjoyed it i gotta say i thought ftr uh made the butcher and the blade look like a real solid team um like i like i've talked to you about i really haven't been that impressed with the butcher and the blade i like their gimmick i just haven't been impressed with their their ring work um, and this ftr match i thought was very very good um jericho was on commentary excellent as you'd expect ftr looked every bit the world-class tag team that they are they just look to me they just remind me of their nxt work just how good they are um and i'm real excited they again teased the young bucks inter- interrupted them and they came out to congratulate ftr and they kind of teased a bit and then the butcher and the blade attacked and they had like a little scuffle but they're gonna draw that out and you know rightly so Rightly so. They shouldn't just jump straight into it. It's going to be big. If if I, if I was doing it, I would wait until the fans are there for that match. Um, I gotta say, I would drag yeah. it out. I would drag it out that long because there's loads of tag teams there, top tag teams that you can, you know, they you can have them beat or face the same teams. Like you could have them, you know, you could have uh, FTR face the best friends, and then the Young Bucks face him the week after and try and like try and one up each other 
there's you know there's plenty of ways you could drag it out. I also want to see FTR versus uh, Santana and Ortiz. I think that would be incredible. Yeah, I also uh, just wanted to mention Mr. Drake was out of himself this week, so you know there's another one on the list. I'm 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 I'm, I'm pretty sure you did. You see what what, what happened? Oh, he's a big, big, big Trumpy. Big. Uh, no. I'm talking about massive. Like he he quote tweeted um Jackson Riker's tweet and uh. fu- fu- yeah fully supported him and then like he he liked a bunch of you know yeah so yeah Drake Drake outed himself so there's another another one bites the dust man keep outing themselves and I, hey I'm gonna talk about did you see uh, the AJ Styles stuff yesterday. No, I didn't. No, no, I did not. Where, where, where have you been at? I've been ill for the last couple of days. You serious? Oh, you good? Yeah, you okay? My Crohn's is bad, so I've been uh, struggling. Uh, like, I'm sorry to hear that, bro. I ain't, I ain't know that. It is what it is. You, are you, are you feeling well though? Are you feeling better now? Yeah. Are you better like than, just, better than yeah. I have been? But luckily, I've got friends like you who just cheer me up. By calling me a liar for a <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay. That was no, a good one. What did AJ Styles do? What did AJ oh, Styles do? Oh, no, but um, so, so you, you remember when last week's backstage when CM Punk gave his speech about like how um white voices need to start speaking up about like the, the injustices in America, like as far as racial yeah. racial stuff goes. So um a couple of days after that, um CM Punk was just tweeting about how like people stand silent doing everything that's going on and kind of trying to ignore everything and it kind of says a lot about those people so um yeah. a, 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 some guy commented under Punk's tweet and mentioned AJ and how AJ was like promoting his video game stream but like not saying anything about any like racial injustices or anything that's going on right now and Punk had responded he was like well everybody knows what you know basically saying that everybody knows what AJ like how he is so that's not surprising. And uh, AJ did an interview with the Times of India yesterday, and the reporter asked him, you know, what do you think about Punk calling you out about not speaking out about the Black Lives Matter movement? And AJ didn't say a goddamn thing about the Black Lives Matter movement. He, like, ignored that, but he made sure to say that he didn't respect um, CM Punk at all. And he said he's not going to respond to somebody he doesn't respect. And then a lot of people hopped on AJ, hopped on his ass yesterday because he, he like, completely ignored the, the the other part of the question as far as like the Black Lives Matter winner. I mean like we all kind of I mean everybody kind of know our AJ style like this yeah. a, you got this country dude from the backwoods of Georgia like come on now like you you really think like it, it's, it's no way but I mean but like the, the thing is like it, it, it would have been proper or at least not stupid on his part to at least address the situation and say something instead of just completely ignoring it because then you really out in yourself. But I mean, I don't really think he was out in this. I think everybody knows what AJ Styles' thoughts are. So, like, it, it, it's just ridiculous to be that Randy Orton who was dropping the N-word a couple months ago sent out a Black Lives Matter tweet, but AJ Styles is, like, completely ignoring it. But I mean, listen, I don't know why people, like, you shouldn't be surprised at AJ Styles. Like, again, it's just a dude from the backwoods of Georgia. Georgia is racist as hell. They had a KKK rally in Georgia the other day. Like, like it's, I'm telling you, in, in Rome, Georgia. Like, mm. at a KKK rally in Rome, Georgia. Like, you, nobody should be surprised. But, I mean, you know, hopefully Daniel Brown wins any kind of the title tonight. So, 
we all go home happy. <laughs> like, I mean, separate to AJ Styles completely, because like you say, like everyone kind of knows that AJ. Yeah, is some uh, wrestlers, celebrities, people, whatever it may be. Um, some of them don't like to talk about politics, whatever the subject, because they don't want to mix it with their. Real, real quick, real quick. So, I'm not like, saying whether that's right or wrong. No, 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 no. But... Just, 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 just listen, real quick. Look, the Black Lives. I, like, I, I need people to understand this. Black Lives Matter is not politics. That's not what it is. It is, there's nothing to do like when people use that as a cop out it has nothing to do with politics people just want to use that to ignore what's going on at, at hand because they don't want to talk about it that's all that is it's like nothing absolutely nothing to do with politics yeah yeah i agree i i agree with you mate i've just point i've just kind of more saying like cut out stream yeah. cut out i said i agree with you bro i agree with you oh, okay yeah the stream cut out yeah no no I agree with you 100%, mate. Um, I just, it pisses me off, mate, that, like, you're telling me that there's, there was a KKK rally in Georgia. Yeah, Xavier Woods tweeted about it. He 20, said, um, fucking 20. Xavier Woods said it was, um, it was like KKK 20, rallies. he said it was like an hour from his house. Jesus. So, yeah. Then they, they, they were like out chatting like white power and stuff like that. And, you know, with the, and, and the great thing was the police, they, they like, like barricading them like they didn't react no rubber bullets no nothing and then the crazy thing was it was um people in the comments like were they being peaceful like y'all are ridiculous man like it, it's kind of it's, it's like comical at this point honestly it's like kind of it infuriates me mate that it's 2020 and we're dealing with this shit um I just, I, it drives me insane. It, because I just think, like, what, how will we still dealing, having to deal with this crap? Like, why? Yeah, you just don't get it. Anymore. You gotta get that older generation the fuck out of here. That's, that's the first step. They got to go. Not, 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 not everybody, but just the ones who are like deeply rooted in racism because they know the system is designed for them to succeed. And they're, they, they're, I think they're starting to realize that it's starting to change, especially when you got these young white men and women out here. That's, literally tearing down a system that's meant for them to succeed and i think that just infuriates you know the racist so it's gonna happen eventually they're gonna get booted out of here but just as far as cm punk but do you think cm punk responds on backstage like in a smart ass way to aj styles i definitely think yeah that what do you know what though right like from a purely wrestling point of view if cm punk ever does come back that would be i'd be well on board for aj versus CM Punk feud. Um, no, nah, but they don't like each other. Uh, do they really? No, no. He, he, you know, he was serious. AJ was dead ass. <laughs> you know, uh, okay. Yeah, they don't like each other. But uh, that, 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 Daniel Bryan threw, threw a little shot at AJ mm -hmm. on the SmackDown tape the other week. He's like, you know, like him and AJ got different worldviews, and I think everybody knows what that means. So yeah, you, you would like the the crazy thing, like. Like AJ could easily just denounce racism. It's not that hard to come out and say that you don't condone racism. Yeah. Like, is it? I, I don't. I don't think it's anything it's not, like outrageous that, for, for him. He's not gonna like upset his family or something. It, it, you know it, I mean? Even with his beliefs, you can 
support who you want to support and denounce racism. But the fact that he's like completely ignored it just lets me know that he's probably racist. Probably. Like, like we said the other week, mate, the cracks are showing for people. Yeah, oh, definitely. Definitely. Well, no, let me take that back. I'm not going to outright call somebody. I don't think that's fair, but I do think his 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 views are like he, he he's like very, a very clouded individual. Like uh, I know um, doing the After the Bill podcast, uh, Randy was clowning AJ. He said everybody always clowning him about because he always says the earth is flat. Like the locker room always giving him crap about it. So, uh, yeah, that should just let you know. AJ Styles is a redneck individual from the backwoods of Georgia. Do not be surprised at any of his views. He is a great wrestler, honestly one of the best of all time, but the dude is like an idiot. And I'm I'm slowly starting to realize this. He is pro- like let me, I'm just leave it alone. But yeah, that, that's it. Um right. Okay. So just finishing off, we um we uh, saw Orange Cassidy uh, he gigged as the as they go after being hit in the head with a, a baseball bat. Um, which was it was that was quite a good angle. I didn't really get the after he, so Jericho come out and he hit him with a baseball bat in the head and he gigged and he bled, and then literally they got a big bag like carrier bag of oranges, and then hit uh, Orange Cassidy in the head with the oranges after he'd been hit with the baseball bat, and the commentators were like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" Like, like, and they reacted more. To the oranges than they did when he hit him in the head with the baseball bat and i was just like come on that's just that is the sort of thing which annoys me more than some of the usual stuff which people criticize aw for if that makes sense like he was just stupid um but yeah um okay uh well anything else with the aw interesting tnt match between mark quinn and uh cody I thought it was okay. They weren't. Uh, they made a few errors, and it wasn't nowhere near the Jungle Boy uh, match from the week before. Uh, it was okay, but it was okay. It was decent. Yeah, Co- Cody versus Hager at um Fighter Fest. That'd be good. Hundred percent. No, um, no, no, that's official. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, I thought it was just a rumor. Um. When do we see the fiends next, mate? After backlash. At backlash or after? After. Once they get into the extreme rule season. I can see that. Um, okay, let's let's get the let's get the backlash card up to to finish uh, finish off with some predictions. Um, was there any other stories, mate? Which kind of caught your eye this week which we haven't covered mm, let me see anything from your update yeah i was i was just about to go to that oh yeah um tama tonga verbally agreed to join wwe in 2016 yeah well. what do you think about that he almost went and then new japan was like um he, he had been trying to get Tangaloa in New Japan for yeah, the longest. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I but uh, but they they um, you know they they was like no because it was too crowded at the time and they didn't have the space for him and you know uh, once Tama let him know that uh, he was about to leave and he went to the performance center and met with Triple H 
and gave him the word that he was going to join. And then once he let uh, New Japan know, they was like, oh, bring your brother in. New contract, bring your brother in. And then Tama couldn't refuse it. So, you know, that that's what that was. And, um, yeah, uh, ICW New York, they had a, a falling out with Chris Dickinson, independent wrestler Chris Dickinson, which was uh, interesting because they already had some issues early on in the year. Because, um, um, yeah, Chris Dickinson was supposed to work what well, he did, he what well, he was supposed to work. Um, Josh Barnett's uh, blood sport event, North WrestleMania week, he's supposed to wrestle with North Suzuki, and uh, he, he had a show for ICW later on that night. But Josh Barnett pulled Dickinson from the show because he wanted Dickinson to actually sell the effects from his show before he yeah. went and did another death match. Well, before he went and did a death match. And I, I, I didn't understand that. Like, it's like kind of stopping Chris Dickinson's grind from getting his money. But like, because he wanted them to like sell, you know, the, 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 the sell the, the beating from Minoru Suzuki, I guess, you know? And like, it, that, that was kind of weird as shit because I'm pretty sure Minoru probably didn't give a damn what Chris Dickinson was going to do after that. <laughs> like, which was, that, that, that whole situation was weird. But um, yeah, uh, some other stuff. Yeah, Stephanie McMahon did an interview. Um, with CMO moves, and uh, she said that a network, a TV network, wanted to buy the rights to WWE's video on demand content, which is now the WWE network. They wanted the rights to it for 10 years. So a TV network would have had the, the everything that's probably on the network or in like any of WWE's video on demand content for 10 years, but uh, they weren't interested in that. So they went ahead and created the WWE network, and that's how that happened. So, and uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if you know, but it's a wrestler named Sierra Loxton. She lives in the, the United Kingdom. I don't know if you ever heard her. Say again. Sierra Loxton, L-O-X-T-O-N. No, yeah, she know. she uh had a career in the injury a few weeks. No, she had last summer, and she officially announced her retirement. Um, and in late May, she took a um, it was the a match happened last summer for Pro Wrestling. She took a a one winged angel, mm. and her uh she fractured two bones in her back. Yeah, she had to. Yeah, she had to retire. Yeah, she 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 was on Flash Morgan. She was on Flash Morgan Webster's podcast, and she told her, you know, she told the whole story about how that happened. Like she and the, you, you want to know what's crazy? Like the craziest thing about it, she said that she never took moves like that. Like she never did big high risk moves. But it wasn't until people started telling her that she didn't bump enough and she didn't take big bumps enough, so she felt like she needed to take the one wing angel in order to prove to people. That's direct quote from her. She felt like she needed to take the move in order to prove to people that she could take big bumps and that big bump cost her her career which is like really fucked up like the fact that people pressure her into taking these big moves when she didn't want to take big moves and then now her career in wrestling is over so that's kind of fucked up yeah that's messed up man because like they pay they pay pressure her bro well think back to brock lesnar got peer pressured into doing that shooting star press against um Mm -hmm. kurt angle that almost broke his damn neck yeah, I'm surprised he didn't break his neck. Imagine he'd broken his neck, no UFC career, no NFL tryout. Probably no WWE again. Yeah. It's and, uh, and, like, for her, like, you know, she's been working towards this career, and now, like, uh, whatever age she is, she's got to completely switch it up and change because some people... Some idiots really just told her that she wasn't working to how they think she should, she should yeah. work. Yeah, 
And now she's essentially out of a career. And she said the doctor told her straight up that she can't. Like, it's done. Like, she can't. It's done. Like, he said, like, even if things heal, like, the chances are, like, extremely slim. And, like, that's her spine, bro. Like, so it's like, you, yeah, you, you can't take no chances with that. Take it from someone who's had spinal fusion and still walks with a walking stick after a mm -hmm. car accident in 2008. So what's that, 12 years ago? Um, and I was in a wheelchair for just under three years. Damn. A little more than that, five years, really. Like, not all the time. I had to use it now and again. I was on crutches, and then I'd use a wheelchair if I had to go somewhere, like where I had to walk far or whatever. Right. And take it from someone who's, like, I'm still in a lot, a lot of pain from Matt now, and, like, I walk with a walking stick now, and I take a lot of painkillers just to get up and get through the day. Mm. like spinal injuries nothing to joke about man um and i just think like i've got so much respect for guys like um like edge and champer and 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 people who've somehow been able to come back from serious neck injuries and back injuries because they're just so it's you're talking like one bad landing and, and it's over, bro. Yeah. And you know, that's for everyone. Let's, you know, let's not forget, like, that's for everyone, you know, even without having any pre-existing problem, like, you know, like what Edge has got now or something. Like, anyone lands funny, you could, you could be game over. Like, I, I'll never understand how Brock didn't break his neck in that shooting star press. Never. Um, And, like, I feel I really feel for a real, real bad. Like I am. Um, I. Mm. Yes. I hope, yes. I hope she can. I hope if she's able to, I'm hoping that she'll be able to get like a career, maybe as an agent or work backstage or as a commentator or a ring announcer. You know, if mm. she wants to, if she wants to stay in the business, I hope that the companies which she works for or was working for, I'd like to think that they'll try and help her transition to a backstage role yeah but you obviously you just you don't know especially with the world the way it is at the moment you just maybe the opportunities aren't there but but yeah that sucks i definitely agree with you man big big respect to you for willing to open up about you know what you've been through that's i'm pretty sure that's not nothing easy to speak about at all but just a couple more news items um yeah rob, rob gronkowski did an interview with people dot com uh before he before he dropped the twenty four seven title this interview was taped before he dropped the twenty four seven title he said he was ready to drop that shit anyway so <laughs> so they, 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 that should let you know everything you need to know and um Eric Rowan did a Vicky Rose podcast and uh uh WWE they sent him his release papers and they spelled Eric wrong so he's going to continue using E R I C K which I'm sure is great for him business wise because he can just continue getting all those clicks. People yeah, can keep continuing. What's, um, what's his real name? Do you know? Joseph. What's his surname? Rude. Okay, so his name's not Rowan, is what I was getting at. Uh, okay. And, uh, yeah. Uh, by, by the way, he's a super talented dude. And if he goes to New Japan, I think he could be real big there. Because um, he's really innovative in the ring. Innovative in the ring. Um, he switches it up a lot. He doesn't just rely on the same spots over and over again. Like he's really quite uh, clever in the ring. 
and um, I feel like he's one where if you give him a chance to, because like they, you had Bray Wyatt who was so good on the mic, and then you had Luke Harper who was the workhorse, and they kind of never really gave Eric Rowan a chance to. Like I know they gave him singles pushes and at different times, like to a certain extent, but they never gave him like a chance to work like a fifteen-minute match and and really show what he could do in the ring. Um, and I do think he's very underrated. And I think New Japan or maybe even a an NWA would be a real good fit with fit for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, just lastly, before we get into the the backlash predictions. Uh, yeah, Chris Statlander was on the AEW Unrestricted podcast, and she said that she's waiting on approval from Kenny Omega to use her 450 splash that she calls the Area 451, mm-hmm. which I think is cool as hell. That's a cool last name, Area yeah. 4, because you know the whole alien thing. But yeah, she said she that, that, that's kind of confusing. Like she said she's waiting for Kenny Omega to approve her to use it, but I'm pretty sure he probably just wants her to break it out at the right time. But yeah, it's gonna be cool when I, th- I think it's gonna be cool when people actually find out because Chris Statlander is tall. So it's you know it's gonna it's gonna look really cool when she does it. So yeah, that's uh you know that'd be a good visual. Um yeah, that's pretty much it for the news stuff. You know, shot I think she shot talk. She did a Maria Menounos's podcast. You know, she answered the question if she feels that uh she's over pushed on TV, and you know she said no, but she thinks people get frustrated because she's in every storyline, and yeah. people don't and people don't realize that uh. She she's not a storyline not necessarily about her. It's just you. She's just in it to get people over. And yeah. she said she said people can't see past the fact that she's in it, opposed to the fact that she's not for the focus of the storyline. She said people just don't want to see her in the storyline. Period. But she can't help it. So, which yeah. I think is kind of true, honestly. To a certain extent, but then you have things like it's very transparent that they're trying to get her to beat her dad's title runs. Um, it's very transparent, you know, she shouldn't have beaten Oscar at WrestleMania and stuff like that. But I don't have a problem with her because, like, she's very, very talented. She's very good in the ring. She's got a real good look. She's very good on the mic. Um, what the, I do believe they need to do, because I believe, I haven't seen the interview, but I believe she mentioned uh, potentially having a family with Andrade. Yeah, she 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 talked about that. And with Becky Lynch obviously pregnant, and you know you don't know how long she's going to take off because you know she's going to want to spend time with her child when it's born. If they were to lose Charlotte now, it's absolutely or not now, but like you know soon, I think it's absolutely imperative that the WWE builds some new stars. They need to, in my opinion, they need to they need to push. They need to get Shayna Baszler to main event status straight away. I know she's a bit older, but but she's because of her gimmick and she's legit. You can get her to that level quickest, um, and then they need to cement, make sure they cement Oscar as what she should have been already. They need to create some new stars with Bianca Belair. Like I don't know what the hell they're playing at with Bianca since they've brought her up. She's just been nowhere. Um, Get her up, get her working some programs. I would really love to see a feud between uh, Sasha and Bianca Belair. I think that would be hot fire. Um, let's not focus on Nia Jack so much. Let's focus on um, Oscar. Let's focus on Shayna Baszler and Bianca Belair and um, 
you know, build the Iconics as a tag team, keep doing that. You've got Alexa Bliss, you've got Nikki Cross, but you need to build some some main event women outside of the horsemen. Like, you need to get women... You need to get a couple of the, uh, of the other women at the same level as the horsewomen. Um, Kyrie Zane. Kyrie Zane is, is one that they could do that with as well. Um, Carmella, they could do that with. But they've got to they've got to commit to it. They've got to give them feuds. They've got to have more than one women's match each week, and more or more not more than one women's match, but have more than just the title feuds on each show, and then the tag title feud on whichever show is on at that time. Like you can have an undercard female feud. It doesn't just have to be title feuds. That's it. Like have multiple female storylines. Don't know what you think about that. You wanna know what I think? No. I think you're a goddamn liar. That's what I think. But let's get into these backlash predictions, sir. Indeed. Now. Let's get into it. Um so you'll be you'll be interested to know that this You're going live. You're gonna be live in behind a pixel glass. This show is not called Backlash anymore. It's called WWE unneeded that joke was bad i'm sorry the joke wasn't the joke wasn't the, the name the joke was that i told a lie <sighs> ladies and gentlemen uh si has no future as a comedian i'm just let y'all know that right now well we knew that already <laughs> do, 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 do. right First up, Apollo Crews versus Andrade for the United States Championship. But now that Bruce Pritchard's back in control, uh, I think, I think they're about to switch that thing right back to Andrade. I honestly do. Now that Pritchard's running it. I wonder. I wouldn't be surprised if they bloody added people to her and made it like a multi-person match. Um yeah, I they've got to keep it on Apollo. I think I think I think they should. I think that's what definitely should happen. But I, I don't know, man. Like a good run for Apollo now. Like till say while well, we're in July, give it keep it on him till Survivor Series. Like that could cement him for the next ten years as a upper mid card solid, maybe main eventer in the future guy. They just flip flop it back straight away, then. He's dead in water. Yeah, I mean they they gave him they gave him they gave him new theme music and everything. So you know. Well, let's let's fingers crossed that they do the right thing and keep it on him and give him a real prolonged run. Have him do, you know, have him defend the title regularly. Don't do the open challenge because obviously Cody's doing that at the moment. But have him defend defend it every couple of weeks in, you know. 10 12 minute matches against guys like Cesaro or you know this kind of ilk of guy who can put on bangers in you know 10 minute just balls to the wall fast paced great wrestling and I think that will do a lot for him beating you know winning matches but having great matches doing it uh, next up Bailey Sasha versus Alexa Bliss Nikki Cross and the iconic Sasha and Bailey win, and then they defend against T and then Shotzi on Wednesday on NXT because that match is going to be a banger. Yes, and 
and the following Monday they'll defend against Oscar and Charlotte Flair. Oh, for real? No, that's what I think they will do. Oh. They teased it on Monday. And I got a feeling that they might do this played out gimmick of the feuding, um, you know, like the, the heel and the baby face who are feuding. The over the over the main champion, yeah. yeah <laughs> it's not one of my favorite storylines, I gotta be honest. Um, yeah, I think Bailey Sasha's gotta win. Um, gotta win. Unless there's only one way you can have a different team win, and if it is going to be a different team, I would put it on the Iconics just because I find them incredibly entertaining. But um, the only way that they can have Sasha and Bailey drop it is if they're gonna pull the trigger and start the feud. But I think it's too early myself. Uh, Oscar versus Nia Jax. Oh, Oscar for sure. Because I think Oscar versus Charlotte is happening at SummerSlam. Damn, better be. I, I mean, like, Oscar and Charlotte, they always have great matches. That's the crazy thing. They always have great matches. But, yeah. I mean, we're we going to see. I think, um, you know, they're they definitely going to have Oscar defend against uh, Charlotte at SummerSlam. And, we're going to see what happens there because, I mean, you can't call it. Charlotte could beat her. You never know. She beat her on Monday. Again. I can't even get into it, mate. At this present time, we're close. We're close. We're going towards the close. If I start discussing that in detail, <laughs> here all night. Um, <laughs> the one thing I will say is I want to ask your opinion on what Nia Jax did to Kyrie Zane. What are you talking about when she threw her head into the... Um, yeah, when she threw her into the steps. She just has to stop being reckless. Like, it happens too much. People keep calling out, calling her out on it. And I mean, like some, that's at some point, you got to do like some type of self-reflection thing as far as professionalism. And like, you can't keep hurting people and then hopping on Twitter playing a character. Like, yeah. if, if you do it once, it's like, all right, you know, it's whatever. It is what it is. But like, this is like not the first time that this has happened. I remember she almost dropped Charlotte on her head a couple years back. Like, yeah, you, you, you can't keep doing that to people and like hopping on Twitter and try to play it off as an angle. I'm like, it's not a joke. You 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 cut her open real like and like at like at first when I first saw the story, I was like, you know, probably just a little you know little cut in her top of her head. She'd be alright, but when I saw the picture, I was like, God damn! Like she, it's like a gash on the top of her head. I was like, Jesus Christ! Like what the hell did you do? Like. Was it? And then, like, so avoidable as well. I, I, that's what. Um, You're not supposed to throw nobody head first to the step, throwing back first. She's supposed to do. Yeah. Or shoulder first. She was just a bit too close. Um, no, she just chucked her into it, like, she, and gave her no time to brace. She just didn't care. So, <laughs> she just really didn't take any care with her. And I think that's my kind of issue with it, I suppose. Is like when you're you know as you know mate like when you're a, if someone's uh, putting their health or their safety in your hands you've got to you know you've got to take care of them haven't you um or do everything you can to protect them that's your job and i don't think she's doing that currently unfortunately but yeah. if she had dropped charlotte on her head i'm sure she would have been 
and she's probably like the one person that the rock's cousin could maybe have got told off for um because I, do you think that's why she gets away with it so much like she you know she's hurt a few people do you think that's why is because of who she is related to no you don't think that's got anything to do with her no you just think that they like her they, they, I mean, they probably do like her, but I just think there's favoritism regarding certain people and injuries. Like, some people get kind of treated as if, like, you know, they'll they, they be all right, they get over it. But I think it's with certain people, like, certain superstars, the precautions I take it more seriously is you can't do that. Like, I'm pretty sure if a rookie went out there and dropped the Undertaker on his head, yeah, Jesus fucking Christ. But, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure if, like, the Undertaker went and got dropped on his head, by a young, by, you know, a 22-year-old, 23-year-old, he got his ass chewed out and probably fired. So, so, that gash is mean. Like, that is mean. Like, uh, Deep, man, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, her, her, she, split, she split her shit open for real. Jesus Christ. Like, you, you can see, like, the yellow on the... Yeah. yeah the, oh, my God. I get that off the screen. Jesus Christ. It's a PG, it's a PG podcast, bro. Fuck it out. Get it off the screen. <laughs> PG show. But yeah, no, it's just crazy. And I just thought she. I mean, I mean it, 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 it may have something to do like her being the Rock fan, but like that's just something like I don't know. Like you, you, you can't. It's impossible for anybody to know that. Yeah, it is. Um, but I just, when you look back um, at people who had a reputation for being reckless in the ring, it didn't take more than a couple of times of them. You know, making a mistake or, or you know hurting someone that they were kind of pulled up on it. Um, right, here we go. Uh, the match I'm looking forward to the least on this card: Braun Strowman versus The Miz and John Morrison. We we get past this one quick. Braun Strowman wins, gets back into the feud with the Fiend, and that's gonna be that. Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. What did you think of the way they did that last week with the the, the drunk driving thing? Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. They do it too much. Like, but we, I don't think you should be making fun of nobody's sobriety. I don't think that's something to joke about at all. I don't so, think that's cool. Like for me, I, 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 I don't, I wouldn't have a problem with using his addiction issues. But they did it already. They've done that so, yeah. so many times. Yeah, exactly that. And if the WWE was a company who could do it in a way where you could tell the story, but equally you could, you could maybe try and educate people on addiction and and also like maybe help people, and you could put a disclaimer up at the end of the show and say, you know, these are characters. If you need help with any addiction issues, contact this number. Blah blah blah. But WWE is incapable of telling real life stories in a way that isn't trashy um, and that's why I've always just whenever they go that nice route it's, it's a no for me I think Shame is going to win now yeah he's going to give him a whooping um, bro kick one two three Jeff, do, you, do you know what they'll do? They'll do they'll do a spoof of um, Jeff Hardy versus Sting. That's what they'll do. 
and then they will get rightly absolutely trashed and that'll be the end of the angle I don't know why they need to do it why can't they tell a story which doesn't involve his uh, like addiction issues or and that sort of stuff I don't need, don't feel the need for it like he got arrested for a DUI this year last year or last year sorry like do you know what I mean that's really recent and like I've got a thing about DUIs anyway I think it's such a selfish reckless thing to do I've got a real like I don't in this day and age, it is very easy to get um, an Uber or a Lyft or a taxi. So mm. Don't be a dick and drive where you've got to drink. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley for the WWE I'm Championship. I'm actually excited about this match. I want to see what they're going to do. I think they're going to beat the hell out of each other, but I think Drew McIntyre is going to win. And then right after that... uh. Who would be next for Drew for SummerSlam? I don't know. Maybe Rock comes back. Since Ham's going to be focusing on his on-screen role. Maybe Rock is back by August. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out who would be next for Drew. I don't really feel like nobody's like at that level yet. Maybe they um, had Mr. Mr. No Comment, AJ Styles, come over, to, come over to Raw for the, as a part of the little wild card rule they got right now. Um, I am. Uh... I believe that Bobby Lashley is going to win with the help of Lana. Mm. And they will do Brock versus Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam. Oh, all right. And then I think right. they'll, they'll be take. Drew back into the picture at Royal Rumble time. I take. And then give him his WrestleMania moment in LA. Well, Inglewood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there it is. Okay, long, okay you know what? Well, I'm still going to steal your idea and tweet it out, but you know, I'm going to make sure I give you credit this time. Good man. <laughs> um, and then finally, we have uh, Edge versus Randy Orton in the greatest match of all time. Randy Orton RKO's him in 10 seconds. Good game. So, greatest, <laughs> greatest match ever. <laughs> greatest RKO of all time. But I, I, I think Orton going to win. Um, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. I'd much rather see Edge work with someone else. Um, and Randy Orton work with someone else, in all honesty. Um, I just, I, I don't know why they needed to run this back. And I certainly don't even know why they decided to run it back in this way. Um, <laughs> Like, I get that the SEO ramifications of it are very, very clever because every time someone searches uh, best wrestling match of all time, they're going to come to this at the top of the Google searches because it's WWE. But apart from that, it's just bullshit. Bullshit, yeah. Bullshit. Um, I think Edge will win because I think they might, and this is a big might, if... Bobby doesn't win the title, then I maybe we might get a dream match of Edge versus. Oh, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> dream matches. That's what the WWE is all about. Challenge accepted. Hey, you want to know what I'm dreaming about? 
Stop, stop giving <laughs> So then it'll be the next pay-per-view. It'll be Edge versus Drew McIntyre. And then just as Edge is about to, it'll be like one, two, and then Otis's musical hit and he'll cash in. Oh, my God. Do I, I, I swear I forgot he had uh, money in the bank. don't think he's gonna cash it in i think someone will will beat it off him i don't know who i I'm not i can't really think of like a heel which would be get the good the right heat from it i don't think it'd be a good idea to do it with baron corbin but i do believe that a heel will take it off him between now and wherever probably aligning with what's her name uh, mandy in the process but i don't know who as long as it's not Dolph or Baron Corbin, then I'll be all right with it. Maybe uh, Tucker will screw him over and steal his woman. He re- he ba- he back tonight, dude. This is his first match. Um, his first match since April. Okay. That's tonight's tonight. He's gonna steal mm-hmm. his briefcase and steal his woman. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, yeah, I is what it is. Uh, anything else you'd like to add? Oh, you know who's going to come back and challenge um, Drew Galloway McIntyre? Who? Rusev Mashka. This podcast is over. over. <laughs> nah, but uh, now that I, I wouldn't mind seeing Rusev come back because he, he hasn't really said anything like at all. He hasn't done any podcasts. He hasn't said anything remotely bad about his situation. So I, it wouldn't be surprising, David, like just maybe he had a big contract and they couldn't hold it. So just told him, yeah. wait. And Lana's still employed. So was it you who I said that to? I said that I think that, that that's what happened is that. Nah, you ain't say that. You never said that. I said you, 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 you wouldn't say that. I said to someone that, <laughs> that um, like he had a big contract and they basically just couldn't afford to pay him. And that what would happen is that you'd have like an angle where, uh, uh, I say this every week, Bobby Lashley and, and uh, MVP are kind of being mean to her and stuff. And maybe they're like, she, or she's like in the, in, in the corner on the floor and they're like stood over her being nasty. And then, oh, no, 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 hold on, wait. The last thing I'm gonna let you do is do some storyline where you got two black men cornering some white woman. That ain't no <laughs> read, read, read the room, bro. Okay. Read the room. No, you know what read, I meant. Like, I just meant, like, <laughs> no, no, I know what you meant. Just like you, the heels being <laughs> Rusev makes the save. And they've already, you could argue that they've already kind of like laid the groundwork for it with the MVP coming in and causing more friction between Lana and Bobby. Mm-hmm. This is like the, this is like the best Bobby Lashley has been in the past two years. Like I, I feel like he was on a decent run when he had Leo, Leo Rush. But yeah, well, they wasted yeah. that because Leo Rush is so good. Bro, Leo, they they should have won the tag titles. I I, I swear they should have won the tag titles. Him and Bobby. It was easy, easy opportunity right there. Easy. Yeah, how many easy opportunities have the WWE missed out on though? At the end of the day, like, mm-hmm. at what point does it become, um, like if you were a shareholder and you'd be asking, like, you know, what the fuck 
But they don't, they don't care about the product. They care about the the money. money. Yeah. And maybe. WWE makes a lot of money. Yeah, a lot maybe, of money. Maybe, maybe these ratings, though, might have an effect on that, though, long term. Because I can't, if, if these TV deals were up now, they ain't getting that same amount of money. No way. I know Fox is being very patient as far as this empty arena. I, yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I get that. I get, like, why people would be patient and, you know. No, no, I, 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 I don't mean, like, like that in, like, a supporter way. I mean, like, they probably irritable as hell. Oh. Like, because, you, you, like, you invested so much and then, like, you can't be mad at them because of the pandemic. But at the same time, it's like, I, like all right now. When's it going to turn? <laughs> Yeah. Next week, next week, next week will be better. Next week will be better. Next week will be better. And it's like, at what point does it become like a never-ending cycle of, or oh, it'll change soon. It'll change soon. Oh, but um, I, I told you earlier, like the ICW New York promotion. Guess what they doing? They doing a a driving show. So they putting a ring in the field. Yeah, and people, yeah I saw that. Yeah, pe- people could drive in, like with their cars. But they got they got to stay in the car, and they gonna have drinks. They gonna have like servers and stuff like that bringing food around and oh, then you just gotta stay in your car you gotta wear a mask you gotta stay in your car so yeah. i think that's cool as hell uh, it's a fantastic idea mate um is an awesome idea i will finish the show by saying this follow andrew thompson on twitter at and at ad thompson underscore underscore subscribe to youtube.com slash Andrew Thompson interviews, click the bell, get the notifications. This man writes the best wrestling updates at least three times a week. And they are superb. His interviews are top-notch. Don't miss out. Subscribe to youtube.com slash acepodcastnation for all the best podcasts on all sorts of subjects. We've got some real top guests. Uh, we got an and more in the coming weeks. Ex-Manchester United footballer coming on Monday uh, for the football show. We've also got uh, a few other things. We've got Oban Elliott coming on the uh, the MMA show on Sunday, which is live. And uh, also check out Away Day Apparel at www.awaydayapparel.co.uk. If you use the code AA Podcast Nation, all in lowercase, you can get 10% off all your orders. And uh, they've got some new... Uh, new t- product dropped tonight as we record this, which is Friday evening, and uh, they have some real nice stuff, real nice uh, t-shirts and stuff. Check them out because they're beautiful. And uh, the last hot take I will give you for this evening is that Sonia Deville should be the next SmackDown Women's Champion. I agree. Bid you farewell. Thank you, my friend. It's been an absolute pleasure. And as usual, you have cheered me up when I've been having a not-so-great day. And I will always appreciate that. You're a liar. Sports Social Podcast Network.